Hey there, fellow watchers. It's a very special time of the week. It's Born to Watch, and we are celebrating our first birthday. Join us at our table for four at the Dragon of the Blackpool Chinese Restaurant as we choose a movie that's just for us. A movie that's close to our hearts and one that the overs and unders tonight will be extremely interesting. 1986 is full of amazing movies and is actually one of the main motivations for Born to Watch existing. But amidst all that cinematic and box office gold was a little movie that defied the odds. A terrible terrible cinematic release, studio interference, no marketing budget, and going against one of the greatest movies of all time. Big Trouble in Little China has grown to be a cult classic that's one of my favourite movies of all time. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if you're not back by dawn, call the president. Let's meet the team. G-Man. Uh, good evening. Tonight there's no G-Man. It's actually Henry Swanson's my name. <laughs> and excitement's my game. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, everyone. Great yes. to be here for the first birthday. Looking forward to dissecting this one. That uh, 52 weeks went very fast. It did. It's, yeah. uh, it's picked up speed, that's for sure. Yeah, the last 26, especially so. And sitting in the studio with us today, Damo Giles. How are you, mate? Very good. Um, back for the uh, first birthday, which is nice to be invited. Um, but, you know, big trouble in little China. <clears throat> I think um, the way I see it, you guys here have a real big trouble in little China family. I, I kind of think if this was family ties, you guys would be the Keatons. I'd be Skippy Handelman living next door. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. And look, we are a family. That's what we are here at Born to Watch. And we found him. We Mm, found him. We did. We sent Rambo out and we got back Dan on the land. Welcome back, mate. You've been sorely missed. Uh, it's good to be back, gentlemen. Damo, thank you for, for stepping in. It's been a massive few weeks up here in the land, so I do apologise. I just look, it's when with country folk like us, we just it's unavoidable. You have to spend time mustering and preparing the stock for sales. So we need to go in and check the flock and, and count them. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a busy, busy few weeks, but I'm back. I do want to say that there's been a lot of chat on MySpace about how much my top 18 films suck, especially Wake in Fright. And there's also been a lot of chat on the intranet uh, about how much better Damo is than me and lots of calls for Damo to be installed as the permanent number three. That's on the Morgan family intranet. <laughs> is, that sign, is that signed, Dan, all those, all those comments? I, well, I most of the comments were from me. A couple were from Sam, but uh, yeah, generally, generally from me. <laughs> so the overs and unders for Big Trouble in Little China should be an interesting discussion here. Eighty-six movie, so it's you know nearly forty years old. Gow, I'm gonna set it at forty. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna set it at forty. We're gonna go with you first. Overs or unders? Overs. Okay, definitely overs. I would be over the 50s, somewhere in that region. I've seen this movie a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is 86, so. What are your first thoughts of it? When did you first see it? First saw it, I think you introduced me to it. Probably. And it wasn't It wasn't when it came out. It was just, it might have been a year or two after that. Yeah, it would have been, been, I think, for me, I was early, I was sort of late 80s, early yeah. 90s. It was a video yeah, I'll that's get to right. Mine. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what my story soon. But uh, yeah, but we did watch that a lot, and yeah. and I've watched this 
I mean, it's such an easy watch to keep going over. It's an hour and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an easy put on. There's plenty of good one-liners to keep you going. Okay, Dan, what about you? Over or under 40? Yeah, it would be over, I reckon. This is, is one of those films that we've watched as a triumvirate for uh, many, many years. And you introduced me to this and it was – we didn't see it anywhere near 1986. It was years no. and years and years and years after because I knew absolutely nothing about it and you definitely tipped me into this. So, yeah, I reckon like the G, I reckon it's in the 50s. Yeah, cool. Uh, this will be good. I'm really interested to see what the demo over and unders is for Big Trouble. Demo? Yeah, yeah I'm under. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I did watch it on, I got a VHS and might have been when it came out, 86, 87. And I, I remember watching it. I don't know who I watched it with. Um, and I watched it straight away again and I loved it. But I've seen it twice since then and one of them was, Two nights ago. Okay. And one of them might have been about five years ago. So there was a, but I always th- just knew the movie. Yeah, it's a movie I really liked back then. Yeah. Um, but I just never felt the need to watch it again. Well, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are as we move through the uh, episode of what you think about this, this latest rewatch. Okay. So I am well over 40. I'm in the hundreds for this one. This is an easy one. Again, it's a video shop darling for me where I just whack it on all the time, watch it all the time. It's nowhere near Star Wars for me, but it's multiple hundreds, I would think, of this very quite easily. Uh, uh, Johnny Ball's already mentioned that whatever the highest number is, he's that plus one. Yeah, yeah. he's he's right up he's there. He's on it. He actually was very lucky to go to the, uh, the Hayden Orpheum and see this on the big screen only a couple of months ago. In Cremorne, yeah. In Cremorne. So very jealous. I found this movie on one of my, before I owned the video shop when I was a young fella in DY, scrolling the shelves, and I reckon... I was more attracted to this movie because of Kim Cattrall, not Kurt Russell. So I was a huge mannequin guy and I was in love. She was, could be my first, she might've been my first person in the bank, old Kim Cattrall. Really? Yeah. She was my first real crush. I was so in love with Kim Cattrall and I saw her on the cover of this movie and was like, and it's a cool cover. Like the original artwork is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in and watched it and was like, what? And just love it. Yeah. Look, it. Look, it's not it's not Oscar worthy. No, it's a, it's Jesus, a fun it's movie, fun. And, God, but it grows fun. on you. Yeah. The characters, the yeah. the lines, everything just grows on you throughout the movie, yeah. throughout the amount of times that you watch it. Yeah. So we I, look. That was fairly easy. We all knew the three of us would be overs. We all knew Damo would be pathetic. <laughs> so uh, thank you. And and we've hit the mark yet again. Let's listen to the trailer. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow! They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. We make one move. And that's just where he's going. 
somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you going to spring us? I have no idea. Another 80s quintessential trailer there. Iconic, one might say. Remember the, the first few episodes of Born to Watch, just reminiscing here on our first birthday, that I think we tipped the scales with iconic and quintessential in the hundreds of times that we use those words. And yep. homage. Yeah, homage was yeah. a big one. Denouement. Uh, <laughs> well, denouement got brought up again last week. Damo really used it uh, yes. well in, with, uh, with Taken. But anyway, Gao, why don't you tell us about Big Trouble in Little China? Okay. The tagline, they told Jack Burton to go to hell. And that's exactly where he's going. This edge-of-your-seat adventure stars Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, a tough-talking, wise-cracking truck driver whose humdrum life on the road takes a sudden supernatural tailspin when his best friend's fiancé is kidnapped. Speeding to the rescue, Jack finds himself beneath San Francisco's Chinatown in a murky, creature-filled world ruled by Lo Pan, a 2,000-year-old magician who mercilessly presides over an empire of spirits. Dodging demons and facing baffling terrors, Jack battles his way through Lopan's dark domain in a full-throttle, action-riddled ride to rescue the girl. Co-starring Kim Cattrall, this effect-filled sci-fi spectacle speeds to an incredible twist-taking finish. That's a good synopsis, that. Yeah. That's straight off the that's a uh, movie DVD I'm, cover. That's a movie I'm into. Yeah. I read that and I go, yeah, I can watch that. It's old. Good names in this movie, and I'll get to that. Really good names yeah. of everything all the way through. Really quality. Okay, critical thinking. IMDb rates this 7.2 out of 10, which I think is pretty good. But certified fresh, 74% on the tomato meter and an 82% audience score. And if we knew what that meant, mm. I'd be going, this is amazing. It's an 82%er. Yeah. Yeah, some, some interesting data there. There is a lot of interesting, very, data. Very interesting data. Okay, a couple reviews. A good one, Kim Newman from the Empire magazine. It's easy to appreciate the movie's colour and vigour even if it's difficult to know exactly what the heck is going on. <laughs> I think it's a pretty simplistic yeah. plot. It is. Is that the good review? That's the good review. <laughs> and, and so I only go to the top critics when I go to the reviews. There are a lot of reviews, but only the critics, which give you the good stuff, and apparently that's a good review. Our bad review is from our new favourite, James Baradinelli. <laughs> Ferdy's brother. That's it, Ferdy's brother uh, from Real Views. It's sporadically amusing, but not consistently funny. There's plenty of action, but minimal tension. And the story never tries hard to be even a little convincing. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Piss off, Ferdy Bird. Ferdy Bird. Yeah, but he's a car guy. Yeah. Mate. What you're going to say, he's a can't. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> Ordinary people. All Tell right. The cast and crew of Big Drum Little China. Here we go. Kurt Vogel Russell. Vogel. Is it Born Vogel? In... Yeah. Vogel. Wow. Vogel. It might be Vogel. Um, you know, it might be French. <laughs> Vogel. Oh, it might be a soft L. It's Vogel. Vogel. Good Vogel, Russell. Um, Rousset. No wonder he didn't go for the uh, triple name. Yeah. Uh, born in Springfield, Massachusetts. Early role. He had, play, had a lot of kid roles. He was a, he was a, a massive star. Disney star. Huge. Um, yeah, in the Elvis Huge. Presley movie, it happened at World's Fair when he was 11 years old. And shout out to Perps, who watched that the other night, let us know. Yeah, she did. She, uh, oh, yeah, that she little had that fun, on. Little, yeah. He was like a 10-year-old kid. Or yeah. Maybe, yeah, 
Um, but yeah, Walt Disney signed him after that to a contract, and then he he did a heap of TV and movie acting as a kid, as we said. But it was '79. He was in uh, John Carpenter's Elvis ABC TV movie, um, and that sort of that he was nominated for an Emmy Award for that role, and then from there he went into obviously Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Good old Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken. That's great. I love that. Whitey's favorite. Whitey Morgan's favorite. The Thing in '82. Five out of five for me. The yeah. Thing, quality movie. It's a good movie. Silkwood 83 got a Golden Globe nom for Best Supporting Actor. Then obviously Big Trouble in Little China 86. And then he just had a huge amount of movies. Overboard, Tequila Sunrise, Tango and Cash, Backdraft, Tombstone, Stargate, Executive Decision. He's a legend. Yeah, he's been been in Hateful Eight. Most recently in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Randy Miller, small role in 2019. Quentin Tarantino's flick. Did did they mention like Born to Watch, um, One Degree? Um, it's, It's based on him. Is that in his bio? <laughs> should be. It, it should be. It should be. Yeah, I think it should be too. It should be at the top of his list. Yeah. Did you, but the, but just thinking about Tango and Cash and a couple of the other roles you mentioned, G-Man, he looks quite buff in mm. in his roles and he, and he wears his singo quite well in this one, much like you, G-Man. You're really the only one on here that I think has busted out a singlet. What, oh, Damo, what's your thoughts on singlets, actually? I don't, haven't, I don't recall seeing you in a singo. No, no, but I no, I def- I got a couple, but um, I haven't worn them for a bit. I'll probably, um, but I used to love a singlet. Mate, yeah, you would have been running the catch at singlet in the nineties. Surely, I, I had a Billabong Hot singlet. Tuna. For, they had the same singlet for about twelve years, and I, yeah. I reckon I threw it out about five years ago. But um, yeah, yeah, a bit of catch, a, a bit of, a bit of mango. <laughs> Good old mango. He's only he's only five nine, Kurt Russell. So he's he's. Not a not a big unit, but he looks so much bigger than all the cast members oh, in this does. film. Yeah, it just towers over he them. Does. So, well, he's yeah, got massive I, boots on. He's got when, massive he, boots when he's in the when he's in the lift with them all, he just towers over everyone. Yeah, he is standing in the foreground though. I think he's I think he's yeah. doing a bit of the old Tom Cruise photography here. Ah, yeah, yeah. clever. Could yeah. be. Yeah. But look, a couple of sliding doors for him. He um. He was originally going to be cast in They Live, which was another John Carpenter movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. That is one of but, the um, I don't think yeah. I've seen that. I don't, well, tell me, good, tell yeah. me about, tell me about yeah, They Live. That's the one with Rowdy Roddy Piper and What's, David Keith. And David you know, Keith, yeah, well, with, Keith, his, David. with the sunglasses. It's David, not David Keith. <laughs> Keith David. Oh no, I don't think I've ever watched. I know, it's, I it's do know the good. movie. Yeah, 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 with Rowdy Roddy. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a big, it's a big stab at consumerism and and yes, it's a bit like a George R. Romero. Type that, of, uh, and that's the one that put Rowdy Roddy yeah. Pop on the map. Because what's his line? I'm I'm into I'm all out chewing bubblegum bubble and yeah. kicking ass, and I'm yeah, all out yeah. of bubblegum. Yeah. I'm here good. to kick butt and yeah. chew bubblegum, and I'm all but out of bubblegum. Yeah. yeah, but um John Carpenter didn't want to cast him in that because he'd already had him in Escape from New York and The Thing and then yeah. Big Trouble, so he gave it to Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, he was also Sylvester Sloan's original choice in The Expendables for the role of Church, which went to Bruce Willis. Ah, that was um, He better. turned it down, so yeah. it went to Bruce Willis. He was offered the role of Alan Grant. Uh, in Jurassic Park in '93, so, oh, but that, uh, that's a sliding door, isn't it? Well, yeah, but he he asked for too much mooleage. Too much mooleage. So they went they went for the uh, ten cents on the dollar. Sam Neill from yeah. down in the South Island of that's New it. Zealand. That's it. So um, he also turned Kurtz. down the role of Connor McLeod in oh, Highland. Oh, yeah, McLeod, McLeod, McLeod. But the other one for him was he was originally cast as Crash Davis in Bull Durham. Wow, well, um, he's a baseballer. Costas, Costas, right? He was a he was a really well, good baseballer as a kid. Yeah. We've talked so, about that doco that he did, where his dad owned the, uh, yes. the 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 minor league team. It's a fucking yes. brilliant, brilliant. It's doco. a great doco. It's excellent. Mm. Kurt, well, just one last bit about Kurt. Kurt was 
a uh, obviously a hero of all of ours, but especially a hero of mine. And he shunned the big smoke like I did and moved out to the land uh, as as a young fellow and was still able to to, to keep his uh, mainstay Hollywood Idol position, but living and he's got a big he's got a big farm. I think it's in Montana. Whitey probably knows where it is, but it's in one of the flyover states. And yeah, instead of being a uh, living in Beverly Hills next to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and whoever she's rooting on the side, he's got a big, uh, huge, sprawling ranch out there. There's no house in, there's uh, no house in Montana. Big enough. There's no house big enough for all the people that Jada Pinkett Smith's rooting Ooh. on the side. Shots they're, fired. They're finished now. I'm pretty sure. I think they're they're game. Oh, over. mate, he should have kicked it to the curb well, years uh, ago. But I think I think Will's been one too many times emasculated and was like, "I'm out now." Yeah. Oh, mate. The slap. Yeah. I think the slap was the well and truly the beginning of the end. It She's was, such yeah. a thing. What, what an interesting couple. Oh my god. My god. My god. She'd be nothing without him. She'd literally be nothing. Yeah, he he was a big big star, wasn't yeah. he? She was porking Tupac, so. Yeah, she's actually good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're besties. Uh, she was now, is he still good. alive? What do you think? <laughs> oh, gosh. No, he, he I... served me at Coles the other week. He was working <laughs> in the checkout. Did the bandana? Did the bandana give it away? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. Now she studied the American Academy of Dramatic Arts uh, in New York. Do you uh, think that's as prestigious as NIDA? I'm. I'm <laughs> that, that's a good question. My my question also is. Did she pass? <laughs> <laughs> well, she actually, in her final year at Academy, got her first role in Otto Preminger's Rosebud with Peter O'Toole and Richard Attenborough. Oh, wow. Not a, not a bad cast to get your first movie with yeah. at that time in 1975. But uh, after that, did a heap of TV like The Hulk, Starsky and Hutch, Quincy. Did heaps oh, of stuff. Wow. But then, um, then 81 moved into the greatest trilogy of all time. Porkies. Arguably, arguably, Porky's, uh, yes. Porky's, as, as Honeywell. Yes, yeah, she was. She was the greatest trilogy of all time to ever start with the letter P. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> it's a prestigious um, yeah. title. Uh, she was in Police Academy too. Yes, yeah, she was um, in eighteen eighty four. Steve yeah. Gutenberg hooked yeah. into her at the um, yeah, yeah. at the party on the beach. Yeah. He did, and he sent the other two guys to the Blue Oyster Bar. Gutenberg had a real run, didn't he? There, yeah, like he was. The three men and the ladies. Do you know who reminds me of Gutenberg? He's like um, the movie star equivalent of Tony Danza, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bit of Tony Danza vibes about him, right? Yeah. Oh, my blessed Tony Danza. (laughs) Yep, that one. (laughs) But, yeah, look, after that, uh, obviously, Big Trouble in Little China, Mannequin in 87. Uh, What's the theme song from Mannequin? We talk about it every few episodes. Let them say you went crazy. (laughs) It's way out of my my register, but anyway, yeah, nice Let the world around us just fall apart. (laughs) It's a starship. Mate, they're the best. Starship are the best. My kids love Starship. It gets a run in the car all the time. Can we put Spotify on? Yeah, and that comes on first, Starship. Well, we've told the story. I walked into my you everyone here was here at my wedding reception. I walked into we built this city. Yeah. Brought the house <laughs> down. <laughs> Brought the house down. Okay, all right. So after that in the bonfire oh, of the vanities on. in nineteen ninety with Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis, Melanie Griffith as well. Why is that um, known as such a flop? Just because it was so expensive? Maybe it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Might have been the shit factor. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you talk about it, it, it always comes up, always cast? comes up does, as it, massive flops. Well, it was, the a, book. Of the it was a book initially, wasn't it? Bonfire yes, of the yes. Yeah. yes. And I think it was a very <laughs> successful book that was poorly adapted. 
and it was shit. Virginia Woolf wrote the book, Matthew. Yes, it yeah. was quite a uh, prominent what? literature piece. Hey, I don't, uh, who, who's Virginia Woolf? Was it one Wolf? of them books? Was oh, one of them books Wolf. before it was a movie? Yeah, like, but I don't read Virginia Woolf books, Morgs. Come on. If it's Stephen yeah. King, Peter Benchley or Matthew Riley, <laughs> sure, I've read it. But if it's Virginia Woolf, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah. Have you read uh, um, Justin Woolf? Have you read his books? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sewer Choke 101 by Justin Wolf. I'm, I'm going to tip that it was a Virginia Woolf book and everybody loved it. Fill the gaps. They, they tried to make a movie of it and the movie just didn't, with a, with a really big cast, and that did not help. No, nah, and so Melanie, Griffith, Melanie Griffith is awful. So. Yeah. Melanie right, Griffith batted, uh, she kind of punched above her weight. Like She she pulled Antonio Banderas in his prime and Don Johnson Don in Johnson. his prime. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. They were good sorts. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Banderas. All right. So after that, 91, she was in Star Trek Four as Lieutenant Valeris. Now, there's a story that uh, after after appearing in that, she did a secret photo shoot on the bridge of the Enterprise wearing only her Vulcan ears. Oh, oh wow. I'd like to get a hold and, uh, of that. No, well, Leonard Nimoy found out and had the film destroyed. Oh, Bloody Nimoy. Leonard. Surely there's a copy of it. He's got it at home. He just wanted it for himself. <laughs> he might have. I destroyed it, everyone. Live long and masturbate. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, and of course, well, and you've got to be careful of the Vulcans because they're doing they're doing two in the pink and two in the stink. Yeah, <laughs> fucking animal. Is that how they came up with the um their symbol, their finger symbol? That's <laughs> that is it. <laughs> is this going to make the final cut? No. I just like to say, fans, that I did not say that. Okay. <laughs> And, of course, she was very well known as Samantha Jones in Sex and the City for six seasons. Yeah, she um, loved it. She loved it. Nominated, she nominated like four or five years in a row for both Golden Globes and, yeah. and um, SAG Awards and, and won in 2003. You would say that the show isn't as successful as it was if she's not in it. No way. Oh, no way. Key, no yeah, way. She is the key yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only reason why I watched four episodes or whatever yeah. I watched, yeah. but just well, she's the out there character. Yeah, well, so, she's the one. She, yeah. she, you live vicariously through Samantha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Sex in the City would have been. I feel like you've seen every episode at your house, but not because you chose. Oh, I think. I think maybe the first he's smiling. He's, he's, he's got his. There's a bit of baby teeth showing yeah, here. Well, yeah. <laughs> see. I, I got a feeling that Gao watched the first season under duress, and then was like. Chrissy, when's season two of Sex and the City coming out? Yeah. <laughs> and she watched no. it under duress. Can, can confirm have seen all seasons. Oh my and God. <laughs> yeah. um, but not for that reason. I think it's just one of those ones that's on all the time because Chrissy's watching it. So you end up you end up watching it, right? You're, just, you're watching it because it's I've watched, on TV, I've watched so. them all. I've watched them all. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. And I went and saw the second movie at the cinema. Oh. My si- I'm going to say. I, and I saw, Battle, I saw Battlefield Earth at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, right? wow. Barry, Barry Pepper. And I'm going to put that in a whole different basket. I think that Sex and the City 2 is my single worst cinema experience in my life. Yeah, I'd have to be one of the worst films ever made. Oh, my God. Sure. Yeah. Oh that, that's my the one God. when they're riding camels and it's a bit slapstick. Yeah, and yeah it's, but that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. That's the one where the, they're in, um, is it Dubai or Yeah, it's in one of, the, one of the Emirates, yeah. And and they go behind the closed doors and all the women in their burkas take their burkas off and they're wearing Chanel and, and all the oh, different. Right. So and I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, too woke for no. me. So I haven't. I never saw that one. I think I saw the first one, but I heard. First movie's good. I heard the, the second one was so bad. I never, so bad. never put eyes on it. Yeah. Yep. But what's not to love? A bit of Mikhail Baryshnikov. You know, uh, what, what's Carrie thinking? 
Ugh. Honestly, he's a hundred. Yeah, but it was big he'd be limber. He'd be limber. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you could throw his throw his ankles behind his ears. Well, she'd be throwing him, and she's like tiny. Is she a good sort? Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. And girls just want to have fun. I thought she was all right. I've seen that that? a million times too. What was that one? She's in Footloose. She was one of the. She was. She was like the 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 best friend of the best friend. She was. She was. Yeah, and she. Bit of an eighties brat packer. She's one with Steve Martin. Her name was Sandy with a big S, little A, big. Oh, L A L A story, L A story. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm. And what was the Bruce Willis bit where they were they oh, were both striking cops. distance? Striking, striking distance. distance. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. That was that was fine. Yeah. Look, I think she's a she's a great actress. I because she's yeah. married to Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. She is for a long time. Long yeah. Time. Yeah. They've been since the eighties, I'd yeah. say. Well, she was. Have a you seen Have so you seen him lately? You know how obviously this doing this podcast it ages us because we look at people in film and then you still when we look them up we see what they look like now. Matthew Broderick does not look like Ferris Bueller now. Nah, but he's <laughs> sixty plus now. Yeah, yeah, he's got saggy ballsack. What? What was this on his IMDb? It, it was. was I was just taking a set. Purveyor ball of saggus ballsackers. Yes. <laughs> Morgs knows of the afflicted. Yeah. Me and Wardy, yeah. But uh, shout out to Andrew Ward, who had suffered from from massive sack, sack, sack elastus for many years. And yeah, I, uh, I, I too have been known to uh, well, so be, Dan, be a Dan bit of a gets, test case. Dan, Dan gets a notification each time they admit a new member into Sacus Elastus. Sacus Elasticus. Sacus Elasticus. And. Uh, <laughs> Matthew was, uh, you know, is, is that a group? He was in last week. Is it? Is, have you got an Instagram page? Is there some side sack shots? What do you got? <laughs> side, side dick like Affleck. What? Yeah. Um, Gal, who was that guy with the big sack that used to make the windsurfer <laughs> out of his sack? Puppetry, that was puppetry of the that penis. Was puppetry of the penis. Yeah. No, 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 no. We know a footy guy or something that oh, has Apsy, a. Apsy did it. Apsy got a big sack. No, there was no, something. It was big, but it was manoeuvrable. There was a guy I played with. There was a guy I played with in England. That's right, England, England, yeah. 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 But no, he 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 didn't do that. That was puppetry of the penis. But yeah, those memories are colliding. Let's sack the sackers. Um. All right, let's move on. Dennis Dunn. Now, first TV show for for Dennis Dunn. He was in a show called Partners in Crime with Linda Carter and Lonnie Anderson in nineteen eighty. Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. Yep. Yep. And Lonnie Anderson, obviously. Great sort. Um. She married to. Like Bert, Bert Russell. Bert, uh, Bert, Bert Russell. Bert Reynolds. Bert Russell. Kurt's brother. Kurt's brother. Mary Kurt's brother. Bert, g'day. Russell, g'day. Look, oh. let, let's, that, that show quickly. When their ex-husband, Raymond, winds up murdered, Carol and Sidney set out to find his killer and eventually decide to run the detective agency Raymond has left them. Their exes, are they both married to him? They were both exes, and then when he gets murdered, they set out to find the killer, and then right. they run the detective agency. Okay. Oh. Partners in crime. Wow. Mm, okay. Excellent. But, yes, yeah, so anyway, after that, he was in the Year of the Dragon as Herbert Kwong in 85, then Big Trouble in Little China. Do you think he would have made more movies if he was called Denny, as in Denny Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Could be. Could have been. Could have been Dennis DeNudo. 
Obviously, he he is a lot of the action in Big Trouble in Little China. He's, no, he's the lead of this movie. Yeah, I get that. We'll get yeah. to that. But yeah. he he's the star action guy. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of movements in there. But he had not done any martial arts training since the snake bit before before <laughs> no yeah before that movie he had to do all his training for that. But um, yeah, it looks to me like he got himself in that. He got involved in that Nagasu Do. Yeah, oh, just, it's very Hollywood. He would have been hanging out with the Corys and Rounders. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Matthew White has passed bigger movements than Denny Dunn. He's a small human. He's a small man. Yep. He's a small yeah. Man. Yes. But uh, look, after that, he's in The Last Emperor, which quite a few of them were from this movie. Was he, he the Emperor? Again. No, he was Big Lee. Oh, Big Lee. Huh? Yeah. Not Little Lee. Not Little Lee, yeah. Oh, Big Lee. It's like Big John. Yeah. Okay. Move on. Um, but after that, not really a lot. Uh, Prince of Darkness, as I said, with, it's another with John Cousins, Carpenter. But uh, yeah, a bit of TV job in a couple of small movie parts, but not a lot after that. One Degree of Wake and Fright. Yes. Oh, yeah. Prince Ooh. of Darkness yeah. with Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Uh, look, moving on. James Hong, born in 20, 1929, and first credited role was in 1955 in a movie called Cavalcade in America. He's so old. That's a long time. He's 93 now. He is yeah. so old. And he has been on just about. Any oh, show you can think of he is over the, the years. He's the best James Hong. In the 60s, he's he in the best. 80s, he was in everything. Seinfeld 4. Yeah, he's been in every show you could think of. <laughs> yeah. He's been in, I did look through, and you talked about Xander Berkeley last week. Yeah. I don't know if it's as long as James Hong's. No, no the Hong. The it's Hong's long. Every show. The Hong's I, long. I went through his back catalogue and it's just too much. Like there's so many shows. Well, on. He, plays, he plays like. Kung Fu Panda's dad. Yeah, he's he's in so much voice work as well. Like he's yeah. he's he he is a legend. He must have a bank account. But he was it earlier this year he finally got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, oh no shit! Absolutely, yeah, cool. yeah, he did. Yeah, so he but but him in Balls of Fury. Yes, as Master Wong, and I, I he's talking about ping pong, right? He goes ping pong is not the Macarena. It takes patient. She's like a fine, well aged prostitute. It takes years to learn her tricks. Like I love wow. James Hong. James he, Hong's the man. He is hilarious. Yeah. He's very and good he's in this still movie. Still going. He's still going. Yeah. He's ninety three. He's still doing jobs. Yeah. No, he's a jobber. First movie was Chinatown in seventy four with Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. But then he was in Blade Runner, Golden Child, Tango and Cash, Perfect Weapon, with Jeff Speakman. Jeff oh, Speakman, oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. Uh, and and obviously you said the Kung Fu Panda movies and the last one obviously Everything Everywhere All at Once he was in. He, he was Tango he was, and he Cash Gong as well. Gong. He was the, the granddad. Yeah, he was in Tango and Cash. Yeah, he's he's, he he's pops, been in. I mean, there, I just punched yeah. through a few, yeah, a few but, there. Yeah. But he was he actually auditioned for the role of Lieutenant Sulu on Star Trek, which went to George Takai. Mm. Oh, he's still mm. he's still milking that. Oh, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, all right. Moving on, Victor Wong. Oh, I love Wong. Good old egg. Hong yeah. Wong. Yet again, he's been in so many shows over the years. Um. Big Trouble in Little China, Shanghai Surprise with Sean Penn and Madonna in 86. Wow. Ooh. The Golden Child, obviously. The Last Emperor, Prince of Darkness. Uh, he's in Tremors, which yep. we've been through yeah. before. Yep. One of Damo's movies. Uh, seven Years in Tibet in 87. Uh, passed away in uh, 2001. Yeah. Sadly missed, oh, Victor. Yeah. He was a legend. So his eye, like he, he's got the half shut eye and the full opened eye. Is that, is that, does he do that on purpose? No, no that's him. That, he had, that's him. I don't, he's had, Multiple strokes in his life. Right. And I don't know if he'd had any prior to that, whether that was part of it, but he, he did have. And, and one of the things was that he, um, his two sons, like he, when he found out his two sons lived in New York City at the time of the, when the towers came down and he spent the next two days um, 
He'd already had a couple of strokes, but he sat in front of the TV for two days trying to figure out if you know if they were okay, and he oh, was wow. so worried. He, he died on September twelfth, two thousand. Oh no way! Wow. Yeah, heart failure. Oh my god, the poor bugger. Hmm. Yeah, no, he's he is a legend. He's yes. very good. Yep, he's great in this. One fine day. Mm. Yeah, he's awesome. But Victor Wong, James Hong, and and Peter Kwong all had parts in this. Yeah, so that's it. We won't yeah. go. We we've uh, gone. What about budget, G Man? Okay, we'll hit the budget. So budget. As you talked about earlier, Whitey, it was eleven point two million dollars worldwide, and the majority of that was domestic. Yeah, that was, was the, box that was the taking. That was the box office. Sorry, yes, yep, box office. A budget of twenty five million. Oh, Jesus! So it didn't make any money. Not early on, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, opening think, weekend was two point seven. I million. reckon there was at least twenty of that million spent on. The neon lighting in the penultimate <laughs> scene, in the that, scene. When that with the wedding scene, yeah, there was a yeah. lot of neon going on yeah, there. There was, there was. It, it had massive studio interference. Yes, so yeah. they came in and were like just trying to chop and change, chop and change, chop and change. They were supposed to allocate this money for marketing, three million for marketing, which ne- they never got. The marketing was rubbish. It took sixteen days later, Aliens comes out, mm. and you know it was just it was a. The perfect storm of or the perfect shitstorm for this movie. Yeah. Which is sad. Plus, but Kurt it, had done a fair few floppies. He had done floppies. He was concerned about doing this because he'd done a couple flops. Yeah. Uh, but it's become one of the probably most Absolutely. endearing well, films. Well, he, yeah. he wanted to do it with John Kurt. Yes, I'm very interested in two video shop owners on, on the podcast tonight. Did this. Did you, out of your force of nature, I'm sure you got a lot of people to watch this, Whitey. But Damo, did you ring up many, many rentals of this through the video shop at Colorado Plateau? No, I don't, I, mate, I don't think so. Because it wouldn't have been one that I would have promoted. And Fair I don't enough. think anyone would have, else would have known about it. But we, I think we had a copy, but one, you know, a weekly. Yeah. I you feel like that new video life. shop Avalon would have done a lot. Yeah, we were a little bit more progressive up in Avalon uh, than, yeah. the, than our brethren at Colleroy. Well, um, you've—I mean, I don't think there was ever a dick book. Of there was all no the Colleroy from dick Colleroy. Book. No, we didn't no, have one of them. There was no Colleroy dick book. Uh, there was there was one in Kendall Crescent, but uh, that was hidden. We talk about books. merch uh, uh, a lot, but <laughs> I think we should do a reissue of the Avalon Dick Book and make it available on our Shopify. I can reach out. I can reach out if you wouldn't mind. Uh, whether we can mm. get the, the original, is, uh, it, is it side dick or is it full on? Nah, it's, it's every. Dick no, it's f- full of. frontal, Domo. Not yeah. not Affleck side dick. Full frontal. It leaves <laughs> it leaves nothing to the imagination. It was a rough okay. trot for this movie upon release. It was uh, well. We talked that. Story later that yeah. the this wasn't you know we talked about um, Wang being the star and and Burton was to be the sidekick yeah and that whole first scene was put in because the studio wanted him because they didn't think it'd fly with without that being in yeah that so that whole thing where we, uh, we owe him a, we owe him a great debt yeah was they put that in to make him the hero because yeah. the, the studio was like well that's not, not going to fly and that was how they had actually written it yeah so it's very interesting. Well, but in saying that, it's funny. Do you reckon that scene really? It's quite obvious that Kurt Russell's the star of the movie, right? But he just yes. doesn't play the star. No, well, the movie was going to start with him just coming in in the truck, right? Yeah. yeah. But they had to they they wanted to change it to make it to make it yeah. obvious that he was the star because they didn't want to run it that he was you know the, the bumbling sidekick. Yeah, for sure. Which is the whole premise of the movie. It's so great. Like, yeah, that's it's, what makes it. Man, he he can't do a thing right. You know, and that's what's what I love about it. He's so like, and not many people would play that role. 
but but the it's the overconfidence too. It's the yeah. confidence that he's so awesome, yeah. and he just doesn't get any of it right. We've been through eighty six before, but I mean, this movie made eleven point two million, but Top Gun was the number one that year, three hundred and fifty seven million. Yeah, uh, Crocodile Dundee in number two at three twenty eight, Aliens at one eighty three, but Platoon won Best Picture, Best Director, Damo's favorite Vietnam movie. Yep, Best Actor Paul yeah. Newman in The Color of Money, Marley mm-hmm. Matlin for Children of a Lesser God as Best Actress, and Michael Caine. And Diane Weist took out the uh, best supportings for Hannah and her sisters. Oh, I thought it wasn't Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> no. For Michael Caine? No. Michael Caine. Did you but know? No. Did you know <laughs> Michael Caine? That's a great segue, Gail, moving to Hit Sleeper Dud for 86. I have left the top 10 movies out of my Hit Sleeper Dud because it's a massive year. Could be, Daniel, could be the greatest year in cinema of all time. I, you do say every year is the greatest year of cinema, but with this one, you are, no, but you're actually on to something with 1986. But let's go. Let's, uh, I don't want to. Okay, so I've taken, and I've, and I've actually gone left field here, but I think a hit, benefit of hindsight, a hit in 1986, Manhunter. Yes. Former FBI profiler Will Graham returns to service and pursues a deranged serial killer, the Tooth Fairy, with the help of uh, Hannibal Lecter. William Peterson, Brian Cox, Dennis Farina, directed by Michael Mann. It's incredible. It is an amazing movie. And it's it's been remade since as uh, Red Dragon, which is the book it was adapted from. A cracking movie. Thoughts? It made less freight than Big Trouble in Little China. Way less. It made like $8 million. Yeah. Hunter. Yeah. It's a great movie. A really, really good movie. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Surprising. Tom Plex. Good. It's really yeah. stylish. It's it's a really interesting style about it. Yeah, so very Michael, Michael, very Michael. Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, he's big on the fluoros. He's big on the huge, fluoros, Michael Mann. Huge, but very obviously a Michael Mann joint. Yeah, enjoyable. I've I've watched it recently, and it is a good flick. It's it's strange because there's been so many different variations of that now of the the lector and uh he was actually dropped out of silence of the lambs that that particular part so that there was no will graham obviously in silence of the lambs but we we talked about the hannibal tv series right where yes. that was all about will graham and a, a really interesting portrayal of that as well so i really dug that i've got to i got to revisit that Wally. i never finished great, that yeah never finished that series. tv series mm. did you very, very Damo, did you get into that Damo? i reckon you dig that yeah i'll have to watch that <laughs> Hannibal's great. It's on Plex. It's really worth a watch. It's excellent. Well, my my hit, and it could have been Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I went for The Color of Money. Fast yeah. Eddie Felsen teaches a cocky but immensely talented protege the ropes of pool hustling. Yes. Tom Cruise is great in that. Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Mastrantonio. That's great, kid. Yeah. Don't get cocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get penisy. Okay. Damo, any, any hits for the year? Oh, look. I can't go past the two big ones, but I'm going to guess the one that Morgs might have. So I'll go the other one. I'll go Top Gun. Yeah, no nah, cracker. No Morgs, you got a, you got a hit. I have, and it came 109th that year in the box office. Okay. Yes, I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> Highlander, right? Highlander. How could that yeah. have been only the 109th best movie of that year? That was this movie was one that it was a constant. VHS rental for me. It was huge in Woodward Street, where I grew up in the badlands of Cromer. We were constantly watching and rewatching Highlander, and I don't understand how the wider universe didn't didn't spend more freight than the five point nine million dollars it made at the box office. 
Well, I think probably what happened is that it was it's a great movie, but it was obviously under the under the radar, but then it re- they released Highlander 2 The Quickening, which is in the top five worst movies ever made. <laughs> yes. It which was yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It didn't. It didn't need a sequel. It was an excellent premise no. and a very good movie and interesting movie. And and we've we've spoken about it at length, so I won't need to bore you about it. But yeah, didn't didn't need a sequel. No, no dear, no, did did not. Okay, eighty six sleeper, the Hitcher. Oh, That's good a movie. Good movie. Rutger Hauer, mate. Rutger Hauer, yeah. C. Thomas Howe, our favourite here on uh, Born to Watch. Jennifer Jason Lee. Young man who escapes the clutches of a murderous hitchhiker, subsequently stalked by him and framed for his crimes. The the scene where she is tied between the truck, yes, and the and the trailer, and he's letting the clutch out. And mate, yeah. Rutger Hauer, he's like he's like a Terminator yeah. in that movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. Oh, what a movie. I've watched that a heap of times. Yeah. And there's been a shitty remake in 2007 with Sean no. Bean. Do not watch that. No. Go to the 86 original, The Hitcher. It is quality. Yeah. Really, really good. Anyone got a sleeper for that year? No, I I just that, just thinking about Sean Bean, though. Did you – I read an interview with Matt Nabel recently where he was cut, where he was offered a role in Game of Thrones. Matt Nabel was. Matt Nabel was offered a role in Game of Thrones and he chose not to take it because it didn't work for his family. He didn't want to leave and go live in Ireland. He was well, whatever storyline was shot in Ireland, that's where he was going to be. And it was going to be years that he'd have to go and do it. Chose not to do it. Wow. Because yeah. and Sean, Sean Bean was obviously it was what was interesting about Game of Thrones was Sean Bean was such a, a big cast member and they killed him off super early in the series and that they continued to do that throughout Game of Thrones run. But yeah, I, I thought as yeah. a, a jobbing Aussie actor, mm-hmm. you would have got oh. a huge wedge to go and be in Game of Thrones. And uh, he said, Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. No, that's an odd choice. Mate, he he mm. could have gone. I don't think it would have been that long. None of them lasted that long. No. Unless you're, oh, yeah, unless you're yeah, <laughs> you, you could have been there, mate. You could have been there six weeks. They go, thanks, mate. You're I done. Think, I think there was only five characters that went from yeah. season one through to season. Dinklage. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty. Cersei. Jamie Lannister. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. And Amelia Clark. That's right. And Amelia yeah. Clark got the no cans uh, insertion yeah, into her agreement. The, yeah, for the, the yeah. First, yeah. First she must have had a good a good agent to be able to retrofit a no cans clause into her yeah, agreement. Yeah, but you know what? She became the cornerstone of the series. They knew that if mm. she walked, they'd be fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the horse had bolted. We'd all seen him anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and you didn't, know what? Didn't need to. And you know what? Not great. Oh no, I I was quite happy with them. The red. Yeah, red I was all right with them. The yeah. red witch. Oh, Melisandre. Melisandre. Yeah. <laughs> Way better. Was oh, it Jason God. Momoa that got to see them um, working? The Dothraki, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Carl Drogo. Yeah. Carl Drogo, that's right, yeah. What a disappointing end to that series. Hard to, oh, hard to finish, hard to stick the landing. And they, but yeah. they, it went off the rails. Dog shit. Awful. From, that, from minute one of the last season, they could have saved it. Like, they could have saved it, but it just... The last two, I, I just... No, nah, I think the second last season was oh, pretty good. No, nah, they the last season was bad. They'd run out of book, like, about two and a half seasons to go, and it was like, oof. Yeah. God, I mean, how good was it? For, for five seasons, Yeah, it was just incredible, Game yeah. of Thrones. Great show. And it was, because it was slow storytelling, it was a bit like The Walking Dead, like the first and second series, where not much happened. It was very incremental 
uh, increases in story as far as uh, they were stuck in the, the one location for a long time. But then they just, it was too fast with Game of Thrones and with Walking Dead, I thought. Yeah. 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 Anyone, anyone else got a sleeper? Yeah, I got a sleeper and it's no surprise what this movie is. Young Blood. Oh, oh. Young Blood. Great movie. What a great fucking flick. Yeah. And and a very early, very early sex scene for me in my in my film life. We've talked about her before. What what was her name? Cynthia Gibb. Cynthia Gibb. Great sword. Uh very good set. They're very sweaty because it's in front of the fire. (laughs) There's a lot of sweat. Right. And And she's running a mullet. Like it's it's a very interesting it looks she could literally be wearing Kurt Russell's do from Big Trouble in Little China, but still massive sex appeal. For me it was the 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 Terminator Linda Hamilton. Exactly. Exactly. Young blood blood sex scene. They were the two they were the two VCR tapes. If they ever got returned to the video shop, (laughs) had a hole in there. There was a bit of tracking. There was a bit of tracking issues around uh, Yes. Yeah, a bit of tracking issues. A bit of stretching of the tape. So to speak, stretching the tape. Where, where, where did that come from? Just I'm looking for young blood in the list. Cow, where did it come it's in? It's way what down. It's way, way, down. way, way down. Yeah, it's way down. Yeah, for me, I'd, it came in. I'll tell you, it came in at 55. Made 15 and there a half you million. Go. More than yeah. more than big trouble. Above mos, above Mosquito Coast and Psycho Three, Both and below Armed and Dangerous and Raw Deal. Yeah, I'd, I'm going uh, for a comedy, and I I love it. It's the Three Amigos. It's just. Oh, I watched that not long ago. It's, it's shit. It's freaking hilarious. It's shit. Yeah. I, I didn't think you guys would probably like it, but I, I hack my head off. When they're going to the bar with the German, oh, mate, it's hilarious. I, I watched it not like a few months ago, and it's it still has got some funny bits. Obviously, it's it's fades over time, but yeah. you can just remember why it was so big. Dusty Bottoms, Ned oh, Needle. Yeah. <laughs> just stupid. Ned Needlelander. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not Needle Nose Ned. Yeah. From Grand Old Day. Any other, any other sleepers? Dan? Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, I've spoken about it before because 1986 pops up so often. But FX, Brian Brown. Oh, great movie. What an awesome movie. Did you, anyone see this at the movies? No, no. No, it was just a – I wouldn't have even had a clue that it was a flick until we, we went down to Civic Video at DY and were just perusing the shelves ready to uh, spend a, a amazing Friday night up at Woodward Street or down at Amble Whitey or Kendall Crescent or wherever it was going to be. Um, Damo was already at Jade's cutting sick at that time. Would have been with the Jade's yeah. dances. Oh, you didn't do the trifecta. Time O.R.E. Jade's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for us, uh, unfortunately, unable to get into those pubs, we were watching FX back at my house and uh, it was amazing. And Brian Brown being able to not have to put on any sort of wussy American accent and still star in a Hollywood movie, that was uh, quite an eye-opener. Yeah. I'll tell you, my, my other sleeper just quickly was a, was a favourite in your house, Whitey, Who's Ears. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's it? Gene Who's Hackman, favourite. Yeah. Barbara Hershey. Um, yep. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good movie. Who's no movie? chemistry. Like the the most lacking yes. in chemistry of any romantic lead ever. Yep. Committed yep. to celluloid. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Now, there's a movie that makes me think. I think of this movie now. You mentioned FX. Came out in '85. <laughs> Anthony Edwards, also known as Goose. Yep. Gotcha. Do you remember gotcha. it? No. Do not. It was, no. He was on the he was on the he was on the cover and he had a paint gun and he he was at uh he plays gotcha at college with like it's like paint gun round the round the college. Wow. And uh it's like testing his ability as an assassin. 
right? Oh my god, Mate, never heard. I'm telling of it. you, yeah, I'm telling you, it is. It's so quintessential eighties. It's worth trying wow. to look for it. Yeah, gotcha. So, oh, here's the tagline: Jonathan started out trying to score and ended up being the target. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, dud for the year. This one's pretty obvious. Howard the Duck. Yep. And really, there is no greater Doug almost in cinematic history than this. Uh, sarcastic humanoid duck pulled from his homeworld home world to Earth where he must stop an alien invasion with the help of a nerdy scientist and a struggling female rock singer, Lee Thompson, Tim Robbins, and Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller Stars. Ed Rooney. Ed Rooney. And it is awful, and there is bestiality uh, in the film. Howard, That's Howard, normally a... A positive. Howard gets one away with Marty McFly's mum. Uh, it's not nice. It's just it's so poorly done. You know, you know, it's just it's a shit film. It shouldn't be watched again. He does actually pop up in Guardians of the Galaxy in a cameo, but uh, oh, old Howard. Does, yeah. But yeah, no. Look, uh, best to be avoided. Anyone else have a dud? I'll run with that. That's yeah. good enough. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go for one that you guys like, and I think it's a massive dud. Is the Golden Child? Mm. I hate it. You hate it. I think I thought it was just so ordinary because I've watched it once and I went, oh, I don't want to watch it ever again. So you would have watched yeah. it when it came out and then yeah. decided you hated it. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. And oh. haven't revisited it. No. Okay. Now, fair enough. Good call. We we rated it quite poorly. It was the second episode we did. Yeah. It didn't didn't get high ratings in the end, but it was something we did watch a lot. See a little as Christian lizard up there the tree? Yeah. <laughs> Got a run last week. Yeah. Well, that's it for Hit Sleeper Dud. Moving on. Question time. Okay, so out of the three storms, whose powers are you picking? Rain, thunder, lightning, or massive hat wearing? Ooh, a big head. Did look like one of Dan's hats, I must say. Did Morgs could run that on the land? I could, yeah. That would yeah. keep him in the shade. Yeah. yeah what is it? They're made out of cane? You reckon they're cane? Cane hats. Cane hats, yeah. When I was watching, I was like, why are they wearing that? Because every time they want to look, they go, how do they tilt their head up? How yeah, do they fight? Yeah. Well. Easy. I thought that well, they take the rain, down, rain and lightning were ve- were good looking men, very good looking men, <laughs> yeah. mm. very good looking. I felt like thunder. they came out of GQ. Thunder, you know, he's and and Thunder's piss poor acting was it, it definitely took away from his appeal. But the other two, yeah, very you very, to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you. Yeah, I think that I I got like the lightning guy, like Pikachu. He was all. He kept showing off his uh, moves. Yeah, he didn't actually do, do anything. He didn't do anything. He was all shock and awe. Yeah. He was like, he did his entrance move for so long. <laughs> what about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> agreed. No, good what call. about when uh, when they're when they're trying to when they're going up the shaft to get towards Egg yeah. Chen and yeah. he's just down the end, That's just right. doing still, his cart, still doing he's his entrance move. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but but they they're supposed to be they're supposed to be like the strongest warriors in the history of warriors, and they drop a statue on him. It's going yeah, right. well, that, oh, no, what, yeah. yeah. But, and yeah. the other guy just blows himself up. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, well, well, he saw, he saw his When Dennis, Dennis DeNudo and Rain are fighting in the air when they're doing that awesome oh, yeah. battle, yes. like yes. when when Rain just goes, like, who the fuck are you? He does the best acting without any dialogue, and Dennis DeNudo gives the double fucking uh, eyebrow <laughs> raise. I thought that was, the, that was the best bit of the three of them. But uh, yeah. yes, Storm, not so much. No, okay, all right. So where does this one sit in John Carpenter's filmography? Oh, I'm good give question. You a few good question. Because there's The Thing, 
Escape from New York, mm. They Live, Prince of Darkness, Halloween, Starman, Christine, probably his biggest films. Or well, The Escapes? Yeah, Escape from New York. Yeah, I left it Escape from LA because it is oh, a tragedy. Yeah. The Fog? Oh, there's The Fog, yeah. Starman? I've got it's Starman it's in Oh, yeah, Starman. Yep. yep. So where do you reckon this sits? For me, it's a top three. Oh, definitely. It's a top definitely three for me. me. Well, I know you guys are going to say The Thing is up there. Yeah. I would put The Thing and probably Halloween above this in terms of a movie, but I love – I probably enjoy this movie more than both those films. Yeah, that that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What do you reckon, Dan? Yeah, I – the thing is so – such a, I just love the thing, obviously, we've talking about – I think I did – I gave it a five as well as yeah, you, you or I definitely gave it a high score. But as far as revisibility – and a movie that if it's on, I'm just going to, I'm in. Like, I'm just going to sit down and, and watch the end of it. it. It's hard to beat this one. Yeah, it is. It's, it's yeah. so much fun. It really is. It's just so rewatchable. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Easy, lighthearted romp through so Chinatown. Da- so, Damo, you, you haven't had the affinity with this movie that no, we do, but well, see, I, how I, was it rewatching it again? Well, I reckon the age you guys watched this, or maybe you weren't. I, I watched, like, um, Escape from New York. A friend had it on video, and we watched that over and over and yeah. over again. Like when you snake four times? skins, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably at least four or five times. But I bet I they live and snake Pliskin, and maybe oh maybe Halloween, yeah, and maybe then this, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, all right. Another question, similar question: Is Jack Burton Kurt Russell's best character of all oh. time? Now listen to this: McCready, the Thing, Pliskin, yeah. Escape from New York, LA, Stuntman Mike, Death Proof, John Ruth, The Hangman, Hateful Eight. David Grant, Executive Decision, Santa Claus, The Christmas Chronicles. No, I'm going Snake Plissken straight out. That eye patch, the way he spoke. Yeah, he's good. Plissken's good. The mullet was – I don't think he's – mullets – that's his peak mullet. I don't think it's as long. I mean, I don't – I think that's its longest. Yeah. I, but, yeah. yeah. I would say t- Tango and Cash is very similar to this. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. similar. Did you say Wyatt Earp? No, I didn't say Wyatt Earp. Because I really like Kurt Russell in, in yep. that. Yep. In Tombstone, I think he's really good for that role. Okay. But look, yeah, Escape from New, uh, Escape from New as well. It's a, it's a similar, it's a similar type of role, anyway. Yep. Dan, what are your thoughts? I'm with Gow. I think Tombstone. I think uh, you may have missed the mark. I, I, I think quintessential performance for Kurt. That's probably the one that I would revert to. Tombstone. Okay. No, no mullet. I mean, how can you? Put Got a good moustache yeah, though. Good yes. Oh, okay. You Excellent. make up for the yeah. you make up for the mullet with the moustache. He had an undercut. Okay. Pretty sure he had a uh, Matt White ninety one <laughs> undercut. I gotta say, I gotta say, yeah. I do like him in in uh, Backdraft as well. Like he's got a good role. Yeah, in that. Yeah. I like him. Steve McCaffrey. We go. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay. Last question. This is all a bit much for a freaking truck. It's insured. Move on. I hit. It's the Pork Chop Express. That's right. Yeah, I know it's yeah. the Pork Chop Express. I know he's hauling ass. I know he plays six Gs in premiums. Move on. Mate, but you, you, but you, you wouldn't could... have let the Sigma go. Someone <laughs> has stolen the Sigma. Could you could you imagine saying that to Matt Ray? You know what? You can't get back your dog cock red car. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think well, he'd say? The anal probe. The, the anal. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, he'd go, good shit. Mate, good shit. <laughs> Let's move into the categories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to start with the new kid on the block, Damo. What do you got for good? Oh, uh, Kurt Russell, he, his swagger. He, and he spoke, oh, I sort of thought in like a even a John Wayne-style rhythm. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because that's who he based it on. 
Oh, did he? He based it on John Wayne. And when you watch it now and you listen to it, you just hear John Wayne's draw. That's exactly what I, I just, it's the rhythm the, of the, the way, especially when he was on the phone talking. Yeah, yeah. mutual fidelity insurance. Yes, I was going, oh my God, this sounds like John Wayne. So well, that's, No, he did because he did Snake Plissken on Clint Eastwood. Oh, and right. then he did this on John Wayne. That's the way he wanted to do it. Okay. And, that's, and, and when I watch it again now, and I, I just can't. You can only hear yeah, John Wayne in the voice. Absolutely. Um, the the comedy side of it, his lines were funny. They they were funny yeah, yeah, lines, yeah. and his his looks were funny. Like even when he, even at the airport, he was about to talk to Kim Cattrall, but she walked away. <laughs> yeah, it just his face when he went to talk that's to her, she, she'd gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was funny. Um, his disguise by carrying a telephone. Oh my God. The telephone yeah. disguise. Oh, I'm sure it's in here. Like that was his in, disguise. In denim. He's double the denim. Same shit. All he's holding is a phone, yeah. right? That and his lipstick. When he's yeah. delivering those badass lines, yes. wearing that lipstick. I agree that the, the best two is when he he lifts up the storm's hat and punches him in the face. Yeah. And then he just looks at him and gives him the little <laughs> nod. It's like, yep. Yeah. You know, you know what's happening now. But that was exactly like Get Smart. I thought. You know, when yeah. Maxwell Smart used to then. Go a couple of chops, punch, punch, punch. The guy wouldn't even flinch. Then he'd stick his arm around. Oh, can we talk about this? Let's have a little chat. But the other thing too uh, that it was good, and I and I was quite vocal about this last week in France. We know everyone, and it's a fact. Wears berets, right? Yeah. Everyone wears berets, and and carries baguettes. And Pierre Morel neglected to put berets in this f- um, film. As we know, everyone, every Asian person knows martial arts. Yes, it's a fact. Yeah. They all know much. Well, bang, bang, yeah. done. John Carpenter got yeah. it one hundred percent correct. Absolutely. They all knew. They're all experts yep. in yep. martial arts. Yep. Absolutely. Not to forget Man, that Guy Forget is pronounced Guy Forget. Guy Forget. Yes, uh, Dan. What have you got for good? I had two things for good. The first was just the whole subverting the whole the sidekick premise, flipping it on its head. Jack Burton ain't the hero here. He is Robin to Denny Dunes. Batman, and it's brilliant. So I just think that the uh, setting the whole film up like that. Jack Burns, he's a boob. Like, you look at him in the fight scenes. He, he's unconscious for one of them. Uh, he, yeah. he talks up plugging a guy, and he's, it looks like he's never seen a gun before. It's brilliant. I think it's a it's a fantastic premise, and it definitely subverts what we, you would think you're going to see with this movie. But then, Gao, you mentioned it before. Number two for me was the double denim. I still run it to this day. I know Damo has been running it for the last 40 years. Double denim, he looks epic that's, in it. That's a, so that's a smear. Now, I'd, if I was doing, I'd go black jeans with a blue denim. Top. I also, I run that. I run that to color. work. I run it to work last week, demo. You and I. It's uh, it's a good look, and it will never go out of style. What about a chambray shirt? Oh. Didn't I still run a chambray? Oh, that's it. Chinos. Ant Man still chambray. Hey, just sure. Man, you still well? Let's call oh, best mates. Is he still put his? Tuck his collar in under his uh, shirt. Like he, when he used to play footy, he'd, he did. He'd, tuck the collar in. Collar underneath to give him yeah. sort of a bit bigger shot. Does he still do that? Is he still running that look? He. All I know is that he still likes Milo and he insists <laughs> on the two kilo can, not the one right. kilo. So, yeah. yeah excellent. Okay. Gao, what do you got for good? Look, I agree with everything Damo said um, and everything more except for that. But everything said about oh. Kurt Russell in the movie, I think it's great. I think the one liners, the way he plays it is awesome. The, the other good thing I liked was Electric Storm's buff. He had a great <laughs> hairdo. One of the best when he takes that hat off. Yeah. Just just a great floppy do. And just just the parts of the movie we talked about, like when Eddie's out cold, he gets hung up on the door 
Yes. And then ten seconds later, he's running out the door. He's totally fine. Just those little little bits in the movie. They're, they're just so funny. Like it's a cartoon. It's, enough, it's awesome. Yeah, it's enough slapstick yeah, it that, to make it yeah. to make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I love oh, Kurt Russell. There's not one inch of ego in the performance. Like he's comfortable playing the sidekick boob, which he does incredibly well. John Carpenter's soundtrack. Another soundtrack by Johnny Carpenter, yeah, which he's, is, does he's really good. Because he did Halloween, did Halloween, yeah, it's great from New York. Yeah. It's the synth he just crushed it. Did the uh, with with the help of Ennio Morricone with the thing. He's very good with the synth. Old uh, old Johnny Carpenter. The hell of the upside down sinners, which is when they're in the water and it's the people in the in the oh, cages. The, the skeletons scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, I would imagine it would. Yeah. Uh, I was and- I was watching it that the other night, and the girls just happened to my daughters happened to, to walk in at that stage, and yeah, that what didn't go down yeah. well. No, no. So that that I think that was great. The names, right? Chang Sing, Wing Kong, Six Demon Bag, Dragon of the Black Pool. They're just the names are great. Mm, like yeah. everything about it is great. Lopan, like they're all just. Really, a real Dave, David, Davy, no, Davy boy, Davy boy. And Come who, on, Dave. And who <laughs> doesn't who doesn't love a good Chinese restaurant? And you know it's a good Chinese restaurant because there's like Asians are eating at the yep. restaurant, so you know it's quality Chinese restaurant, yep. right? I've already mentioned Kim Cattrall. She was probably my first major crush, and I had seen Mannequin before I'd seen this, which led me to this. Okay, the bad G Man. What do you got for bad? It happens a couple of times, but when they escape Lopan's place and Is this they get when out, the whole bus gets blistered with a thousand <laughs> yeah. rounds. A thousand rounds. No one gets hurt. A couple of windows get shattered. They're there for ten seconds, copying copying from about five meters away, <laughs> and then they just drive off. And when the bus turns around the corner, not a oh, mark. Really? Yeah. <laughs> not a mark on it. Yeah. But yeah, just funny. I think it happens it actually happens when um when the pork chop express is in the alley, when the sing dings, the Chang Sing come through, and they all fire the guns either way, and the truck just doesn't get a yeah. doesn't get a shot. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Also, when when in the alley, the same thing. When Jack Burton says, "You know, I just saw a guy with light coming out of his mouth." Yep. Do you ever notice that he doesn't see it coming out of his mouth because it comes out of his eyes first, mm. and he and gets, gets blinded, blinded there, and then it, then it changes, goes through the mouth. But he's already. He's already blinded by then. What about that? Always yeah. stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah. What about washing Mr. your eyes out with silver? Yeah, water with the silver water. In, the, in the alley. <laughs> like if that's in China, if that's in Sydney Chinatown, yeah, you're going to get a chance that you are dying you've, four days later. You've now got myxomatosis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Damo, bad. <laughs> uh, his boots. <laughs> Seriously, they're tucked in and they're up to his knees. Yeah, they're good, but they're good boots. They reminded me of that. You're you're from your other the Roadhouse baddie. You wore those. Oh, you had the, the high cowboy the, boots. The high boots. But yeah. Yeah, Jack's boots were, they didn't have a high heel, but they were just these long, terrible, tucked in boots. But they they looked a little bit like Sherpa boots. Like they were, they're quite funny. They had wraps around them. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're going to run the double denim, you need something to offset. You them. go with those boots. And a singlet, yeah. Double denim and a minglet. And a minglet. Yeah. 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 No, but that's about it for bad. Okay, cool. Dan, what do you got? I, there was, some of the comedic timing was a little out, so I know that it's a it's a you know it's an absurdist film. It's meant to be like a cartoon. It does subvert a lot of the tropes that we're used to in in hero films. In that Jack Burton's not the real hero in the film, but Kim Cattrall, Dennis Denny Denudo, and what was the journalist names? Margot. Margot. I don't know. Some of the I, I really stood Margo out. And Gracie. Some of their lines where they just were they were a beat off. 
getting the hitting the mark for the comedic timing, and it, it was just a bit obvious in the rewatch that it wasn't it wasn't a genre that they would normally uh, be be drawn to. I think so. Yeah, that that was for me what was most noticeable about the rewatch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple. I've got the the fight with Wang and Eddie on the walkway against the henchwomen. Oh yeah, yeah. they were right? badass those that, girls. Yeah, but like that, they're like doing, and suddenly they get close enough for them just one hit, and it's game over. Right? Yeah. I'm like, why are we doing all this stuff backing when they're just going to hit them once? It's going to be all over. Yep. The other thing is, where does the smoke come from in the bamboo stick? Which bamboo? And stick? And they go like, Whoosh. oh yeah, that the was smoke cool. comes out the end of the bamboo stick. I'm like, smoke, mm. it's, it's a mystical world. Yeah, I know it's, it's a mystical, mystical, but I was mystical like, world. Oh, you can tell I'm really scratching the bottom yeah, yeah, of the yeah. here to find. What are the what were the what were, what were the the sticks with the um the perpendicular handles on that the chick had? What are the, what were they called? And you used to yeah, like you you, you sort of Nunchucks. like a no, oh, no, like no, a, no 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 no, no, no you, yeah like a bat, yeah like kind of like a bat yeah because yeah. yeah. oh, right. as kids like in my shed in Woodward Street we used to make nunchucks and make those battens all the time. I don't yeah, know why. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was exactly TJ Hooker style. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Okay, ugly, Damo. Ugly. Uh, you know, this is a little bit similar to last week's movie, Taken. You know, the whole human trafficking as- aspect of mm. this movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's something that's it's kind of, it's a big part of it, but it's not really even... You know, it's about the third sort of plot line. Oh, it's not even the third plot yeah, line. It's, 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 yeah, it's like, oh, let's get all these girls out. And you start thinking about it. Hang on. They're all human. They're slaves. They're all trafficked. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that side yeah, of it. Okay. G-Man? Uh, no, I've got nothing for ugly. Okay. Dan, anything for ugly? i got two. Uh, one of them was old Denny Denudo. Just, uh, it, what was his, his fiancé's name? Mao Yin. Mao Yin. So Mao Yin, first of all, he's out on the piss with Jack Burton the night before his love of his life is flying in from from Peking. Uh, He decides he's just going to do an all-nighter. And uh, he'll be fine. He's just going to lob at the airport and didn't need to get any sleep. Lose all his money as well. That's it. And then when she gets taken and there ain't no Liam Neeson with a... To go and save her, he's having a feed with Jack Burton like it ain't no thing. Like, oh, it's a bit sad that my fiance got taken, but I'm just going to get into this beef and black bean. Yeah, that seemed a bit. It's a no, 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 no. Would you? No, you know, hang on. Well, just, no, we... no. Jack had to had to go and dry his clothes and get onto the mutual fidelity insurance. But That's hang on a minute, not... it was very important stuff. But hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Last week we complained that we didn't see Liam Neeson eat shit or drink or mm. sleep. Oh, and they eating for ninety six yeah. hours. Dennis knows he's going to need. <laughs> Wang knows he needs his energy because he's going to fight. He's going to fight the Wing Kong. Mate. Yeah. All right. Let's give him that then. Let's give him the the foresight that he needed the sustenance. But my most ugly from the film was what was going on with the white sunnies with the slits in them (laughs) of old mate in the Wing Tang gang. How the fuck was he seeing out of those things? Yeah, you can't see. Couldn't see. Yeah, no, he couldn't. That was a tiny, tiny little slit. Very, really bad scary. But I I just want to, you know, that scene you're talking about, um, where he's on the piss and he's um, gambling. Yeah. That was a pretty important scene. Now, this is a, a word that I – well, uh, something I learned on film school was Chekhov's gun. That opening – that scene with I'm going to cut this bottle was Chekhov's gun. 
for his quick reflexes. Ah, it's all really in the reflexes. Really important. To catch the, uh, mm. the sword. Yes. Or do the sword. That was to come back Excellent. later on Excellent. Yes, that's did, a, as a student of film school. It's all in the reflex. Did you notice? Well that done, well played. The bottle. It's actually out here. Yeah. It's only the end of it. It's not in front of his face. The whole bottle's out the yeah. side of his face. Yeah, but he caught it. So he's just showing mm. off his reflexes Mate, there for the later to come. Yep. Good spot, good spot. Times two. Yeah. Okay, my ugly. Oh, sorry, I've got one more ugly. Sure. What the fuck was Dennis Denudo actually betting? He was doing nothing or double. So what was he going to get out of that last bet? Nothing. He was... Yeah, well, it's double or nothing. I think yeah, so he was going to get nothing. That was the best yeah, he, he could do was... out of the broken bottle was that he would get zero. That he would, he he would have to pay zero. He yeah. wouldn't have to pay him zero. Yeah. but yeah. That, So that was his penultimate trick. I was like, yeah, if this comes off, I get nothing. Yeah, he just doesn't have to pay him. That's all. Yep. Instead, he has to pay him double what yes. it was. Yes. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I thought I heard, Wang. You get a restaurant, which is a hell of a lot more than I've got. Okay, I've got, I've got one ugly. Could be two uglies. The monsters, not great. Oh, no, Power yeah. Ranger style. Yeah, not great. It was Power Ranger style. Uh, the one out of the uh, the the wall when they're underground, and then obviously the one in uh, the the one that's the monster that's trapped in uh, the Wing Kong Exchange in the orange thing. That's not great either. And the yeah. eye, the eye one. Oh no! That, I don't. Mind, I don't mind the eye guy. That's all right. But I just think the orange suit yeah, the orange, and the, and the purple thing that comes out. The fish, the fish guy. beast, when they're underground in where the blood of the earth is flowing, and they're yes, walking. Thing, yeah, it's not good. No, not so great. Okay, so that's it. That's it. That's all I've got for yep. a Fair enough. Okay, we don't look. We don't need to do one degree of Kurt Russell because. <laughs> oh come Kurt on! Russell. I worked on this. Did you get this? James Hong, Tango okay. and Cash. Right, there you go. <laughs> Jim Carpenter. Ed, oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to slide into Morgz's quick fire. Yes, well done. And thanks for picking up the quick fire whilst I was working on the land. But we'll make it very quick this week. That's not a knife. Mick Dundee, Crocodile Dundee. Any f- scenes that crossed over into popular culture, I'm going to say no. Because not many people have seen this fucking film. What do you guys think? I'm going to say this movie's the inspiration for Mortal Kombat. Oh, it is. It's hundred percent. It's hundred percent. The inspiration based, based on Raiden. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, yeah. Raiden. They're all all the characters yep. in. Some of the characters are based definitely based on it. Yeah. Okay. Better. Well, I'm going to say that you win that particular. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is biggest douchebag character, a la Jason Alexander's Philip Stuckey in Pretty Woman. Anyone that really, I don't know, they were all comically awesome in no, this. I, there I wasn't. Think, no. I think. No. There's, there's no one that's really bad. No, I didn't pick anyone either. No. no, the tone was there's right. No Everyone got people. it. No, it was a good romp. Um, moving on to cast of Caddyshack or Jennifer Jason Lee for an actor or a group of actors that aren't quite sure what film they're in. I, everyone got the tone of this. I didn't didn't feel like anyone was off. I, I mentioned that comedic talent maybe was a bit of a stretch for some of them. But what about you guys? What do you think? I think you're right, Morgs. I think there's. I think Margot doesn't need to exist, in all honesty. I think she's a bit superfluous to the plot. But, you know, other than that, I think they're all fine. Yeah, I, I think the tone of the movie being a bit slapstick, a bit funny, is yeah. they can they can carry all these characters yeah. without too much trouble. Yeah, in Little China. <laughs> See what you did there. Excellent. Uh, moving on now, I believe we're changing the name of this particular oh, we'll part. Could, oh, we could, yeah, yeah. You, why do you mention that last week you changed this to 
the name of the actress escapes me, but the one from Taken. Well, we just we we just Gracie. we just added it. So yeah. it's the it's it was the Ripley and uh, Kim, Kim Mills uh, Bad Athletic Prowess Award. Yeah, let's let's Kim change it. I'm I'm happy to officially change it to Kim Mills. Well, so Kim, I think it'd be good to take Ripley. Doesn't deserve this honor. No, no, no we love. Yeah, Kim Ripley Mills is. Has, yep, smashed it. Yep. Yeah. But I, you got, I, yeah, okay. Kim Mills, so for pathetic running prowess. Anyone in here in a big trouble in China that uh, maybe had a lack of the coordination? I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. What, egg, what do you, what do you think? Egg, egg, egg Chen? Egg, egg throwing the bomb. I don't know how it went where he wanted it to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I actually think that after he threw it, like his arm was dead for like a week. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Jack Burton. <laughs> When he when the guys when they're coming through the door and he tries to get his gun out, then oh, he drops the gun. He has to jump around the corner, and then jumps back out with the gun. And like, <laughs> yes, I'll play that. We'll play gal. Um, next one for uh, the pivotal scene in the director's cut of Aliens, where the robot sentries come out and show us just what shit all of our space marines are in because of how many aliens are just starting to uh, to to get into where they're at. Uh, anything you wanted more you wanted to know about Big Trouble in Little China? I reckon, you know, like that, that Chewbacca's granddad monster thing? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it just sort of just an arm just sort of came out. I thought maybe they could have explained you know, just given yeah. a little or a little hint that there's this beast down there too, just to create a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of, Get anxiety oh. that we think. Oh, wait, what's this thing doing? It's running around because yeah. all of a sudden it was just there. Well, I think I, I, I've got that. I think we we could have seen more of the underground lair. Like we could have. I'm not saying you need any more of this movie, but could have seen more of the underground lair. Yeah, that's I what think, I think. I think they spent no budget on that. Yeah, zero. Spent, right. You know what? Let's just get an yeah. arm out there. Yeah, we're not yeah. pay for this. Yeah. Well, considering it, it, it ends the film as well uh, on the Pork Chop yeah. Express, you yeah. would think that we yeah. might get a bit of backstory. So, yeah, good call, Damo. Totally agree. Uh, last one, why is Brad Pitt for an actor in the film that you may have wanted to? What was the crude term you used for the Spock? Uh, the, 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 yes. Not, not to... An- Two in the pink, two in the stem. Yes, for someone that you may want to use the Spock, uh, the the Vulcan um, hand signal for. So, uh, yeah, anyone in this film that stood out? Oh, Gracie Law. Yeah, I I never got on the Kim Cattrall wagon like you did for Mannequin. Yeah, when she, I'm on it. When she is when she is dressed up for the wedding. And then she takes the the hat off, and she's got a scraggle. Mate, she is a twelve out of ten. Too much uh, pink makeup on the cheeks. Uh, I'm with you, Morgs. I never really. Yeah, got on that I never really got. I mean, yeah. Wagon. What about so Yao Ming? Yeah, yeah, is that the character's name? Miao Yin. Miao Ying. Yeah. yeah, she's not yeah. a baseballer in China, mate. Okay. <laughs> but she was a, a Playboy Pet of the Year twice yeah, she's in 1981 and 1982. Yes, Damo. It could have oh. featured in uh, Girls of McDonald's. At, yes. Uh, yes. It could have been actresses <laughs> who have been previously a, a Playboy Pet of the Year. Yeah, she did it twice. So uh, absolutely cool. I think she's fantastic. And I also think that Rain and Lightning are very good-looking men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done for Quickfire, Daniel. And let's move on to listen to this. Oh. 
I got one for you. Jackie Chan was John mm. Carpenter's first choice to play Wang in this, but uh, the producer, Lawrence Gordon, was highly against it, um, fearing that Chan's English wouldn't be wouldn't be up to it. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough, too. Yeah. But after seeing a couple of performances, but Carper wanted him, uh, but then Chan declined. So Dennis Dunn, Dennis Denudo was cast instead. Boom. Okay, I got one. I was gonna. We talked about this before. Zach Braff went as Jack Burton to Kate Hudson's 2014 Halloween party, and ran into uh, Kurt Russell, and they posed for photos. How <laughs> 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 good! Awesome. That's awesome. That is unreal. Unreal. I I really want a um. I want a big trouble little China minglet. I think we need yeah. to get them. I yeah, think, yeah, they're, they're very good. We need to get a minglet. Absolutely do. I got one for you. Yep. Egg Chen's garage or his office. You know when they go in there? Oh yeah, I know it. Fire station twenty three. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. is it? It's the same oh. building. So when they go down the when they go down the ladder, same building. Yeah. Well, they well Kurt Russell's clothes when he dressed up as the dorky guy, yeah. Harold Swanson. Was the same clothes that he wore in the movie called Used Cars. Yes. Yeah. Did you get that one? I saw that one. I saw yeah. that one. I saw and that I'll one. give you one more thing. Go for it. Because I'm big in France. Yeah, you are. The land of the Especially beret. now. The movie was called The Adventures of Jack Burton in the Clutches of the Mandarin. Oh. Well. Ridiculous name. Not as good catchy. as Catchy. Little China. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the characters on the front of Egg Shen's bus actually say, Uncle Egg's tours guarantee a good time. <laughs> in Chinese. Yeah, good. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Very good. And and the other thing is, in the last scene featuring lightning, uh, the last frame of the lightning effect forms the Chinese characters for Carpenter, a tribute to, to the director, John Carpenter. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Homage to himself. I like Homage. it. Homage. Yeah. Homage. Yeah, it looks like you you got something. I got one more. Yeah, um, I got one more too. This may be the same one. I hope not. This <laughs> movie was originally written. No. No, it's not. As oh, a Western. Yep, I did read that. Yep. But Carpenter decided to set it during modern times, so even the truck being stolen was originally the horse mm. being stolen, oh. which would have fit quite well with the John Wayne impression. Yes. Okay, here's my last one. There's an, there's an alternate version of this movie. We're at the end after Jack's got his car. He finds the three punks from the airport in their car. Sitting by the dock, mm. so he smashes their car into the into the water, right at the that was the end of the movie where he found them and just a bit revenge and just jammed nice. in the water. And the studio are like, nah, too vengeful. Yeah, can't do it. Doesn't kind of fit with the doesn't really the fit. light light theme of it. With, doesn't with him with that, with Jack. Jack was always very naive even and, 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 and clueless. Yeah. yeah, because even when those got those guys. They whipped out the um that yeah. baton and that Dropping knife. Their oh, where, knives. Where'd you get that stuff from? Where, where'd that come from? <laughs> like he was just <laughs> he was just so clueless all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quotables. Damo, you got anything for quotables? Nope. Nope. Oh, nice. That was the best. That was the best line. When yeah. he, are you gonna give her a kiss? Nope. nope. I think Morg's mentioned it when the, you know, is that the first time you plugged a guy and he sort of yeah. Oh no, no, no he's of like course no, not. Of course not. not. Just, he, just, <laughs> just he's, and calling Calling Lopan Dave. I loved it. Yeah, Dave, come on, Dave. This, this once again, he never realised any of the danger that he was actually in. Well, like, check yourself into a loony's bin. Yeah, he Whatever just, comes first. That's why he was so sort of clueless about things that he and he just yeah, Dave, come on, mate. You yeah. know, like Dave. Yeah, yeah I just um, <laughs> he, I think 
there's so many quotes in this movie. Everything, yeah. every time Jack Burton names his face, it's quotable. Yeah. Yep. That's. I'm it. a reasonable guy. I'm just in some unreasonable things. <laughs> like mine. Uh, although David Lopan has some good ones, which are ones that I use at home all the time. Shut up, Mr. Burton. Yes. You were not put on this earth to <laughs> get it. <laughs> to get it. <laughs> um, Son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and my probably my my favorite, and there's a lot of favorites. It's. Is this going to get ugly now? <laughs> I hope not, because I thought what we were, racial differences notwithstanding, <laughs> was just a couple of old friends. You know, just both of us Californians. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, Wang. Ah, oh, shit, Wang. <laughs> and then hollow, hollow, fuck it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Through the wall. Very good. Very good. Uh, David Lopen. Now, this really pisses me off to no end. <laughs> Dave. Uh, there's plenty. But there's, you there's know what old so Jack many. Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. <laughs> me. <laughs> is that the check is in the mail one? Oh, mate. That's, 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 another, oh, yeah. that's another one. Wang. These Sing-Dings. Jang Jang Sings. Sings. They got enemies? Yeah. The Wing Kong. <laughs> they wear red turbans? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, there's there's a thousand. We could keep going. Yeah, Do you know one, right, one thing? Well, sorry, one last quote that I was looking for on the rewatch, and this just goes to show how th- this movie was uh, released at the same time as another movie that was had similar themes. I was waiting for the scene where he's he's dropping calls on the chick behind the screen, and he says, "And your silhouette is kicking." And oh. yeah, it's not in this film. Like, that's, that's, the gold gold that's the gold job. Yeah, and I was literally the whole film going, "When's that scene when he does that?" Oh, <laughs> yeah, oops. Yeah. I, I even remembered that from my one watch of the gold yeah. job. <laughs> film school for Fwitz. Yes. And- is back. Yes, team. Look, it's, it good, it's good to be back. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Kurt, of Kurt Russell's do in this particular film, and I do run some of it in my daily life and have done for the last sort of four or five years. My, my esteemed colleague and travel partner, Matt Gowan, was a massive aficionado of the mullet back in the day, and there's photographic proof of the two of us looking like a couple of sick cunts back in about 94 uh, with, with mullets. But it, as far as filmography, some of the best mullets that uh, have appeared. Now, I'm going to, again, no particular order. What about Dana Carvey in Wayne's World? Yeah. Yep. Solid. That's good. John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Oh, it's a bad do, that. Bad do. A bit, a a bit bad longer. Dude. I don't know. Look, a bit longer than a mullet because it's quite quite long at the front as well. I don't know, but one that is definitely a mullet is Ewan McGregor in those fucking god-awful films, uh, the Star Wars the, the one, two, and three. What, what do you even call it? What do Star Wars nerds call those films now? They're the prequels. They're the prequels. prequels. Okay. Well, but, the, but probably the only good thing about that film is his incredibly good mullet. So it, it is. Uh, it is worth a look. One that you. I don't know if you've. Have you got seen Natural Born Killers in the last yeah. few years? Yeah. Woody oh, Harrelson. Not, not a long it's time. Not for a few years. Woody Harrelson, who is a noted nude nut and has been a nude nut for many years now, was actually a proud, proud mullet wearer back then, with him and Juliette Lewis. And uh, so it's it's definitely worth looking. He was just clinging. He was just clinging. He was definitely hanging on to it. Now, Damo, I reckon this is a favourite of yours. What about Labyrinth? Oh, David, oh, David Bowie. David yes. Bowie. Excellent mullet. Yeah. 
It's short head mullet. Oh no, it was... it's a, it's a short buffy top. Yeah, no, it's I, yeah. I, no, it's it's pretty long. Oh, if you yeah. if you revisit it, yeah, it's good. Uh, and one for Gal, hard target, JCVD. Oh, yeah, that's actually one of the best. That could be the, that could be the top of the tree. That one is that yeah, where he punches the snake in the face. It's a slick back mullet. It is. That, that, it's like a flat top at the top and mullet. Oh, and the, I hope you got the Lost Boys boys in in this. Yeah, Lost Boys have got some good ones. Damo, it's like you are reading my mind. But Kiefer Sutherland and the rest of his cohorts yeah, in the Alex Lost Winter, Boys, yeah. yeah, amazing. So, but the blonde one of David, uh, his character in the Lost Boys, is is one that you can't be missed. So, look, I, th- I think the that we could go on and on and on. But one that I will always remember is uh, Joe Durte. David oh, Spade, yeah. So I think I, I didn't know if that was coming up more because I was about to mention yeah. that one. Yeah, that, no, that's a cra- that's an actual. That's size, that's a proper, like, yeah, beautiful. proper. Short, short at the top. Don't touch the fucking back, or I'll kill you. Absolutely brilliant. But I, look, I, I can't beat the reason I, I brought this up because I can't beat Kurt Russell's in this. I think if I had to, his hair in this film is uh, I, I saw Air recently with. With Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Jason Bateman, and I did not think much of the film. Have you guys seen it yet? Not yet. Any no. any side dick? Uh, no yeah, side yeah. dick, Damo. No side dick. What did you think, Al? I'm pretty much the same as you. I reckon, Morgs. It's a it's a, it's a good movie, but uh, it's just long and it's not as exciting as you'd think. It it covers one part. Sounds of, like Affleck's side dick. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that long or thick. No. Yeah. Look, it's I not as exciting as no. you think. It's um. It just. It it's side. just um. It's not as quite as good a movie as what I thought it was going to be. No. Uh, I, but it do, it only covers a finite period of that whole time, not the whole some, story. I'll tell you what, it's got some good fucking trackies in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's some good clobber. I mean, yeah. it's clobber. It's that age. Clobber's underused. Oh, clobber. Clobber is under you, but what my point being that Jason Bateman, who is criminally underutilized in that film, has an excellent mullet in in that yes. film. So I think he's neck and neck with Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China for my favorite mullets. That's it. That's film school for fuckwits. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to be back. I'd I'd like to give an honourable mention to uh, Matt Gowan. No, to uh, to Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah, oh yes, and of course. Oh, both both yeah, are excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a mainstay of 80s and early 90s cinema for a long time, and there, there, there's a reason because they look like absolute six Cs, and, uh, yes, we all love it. <laughs> it's quite interesting that you mention uh, Swayze there, Gow, because it's a good segue into Chick-ass credit song. Whoa. And Whoa. It, we really took off when we – Released, you got a mullet. Oh. It was penned by one M. Gowan. It's a trilogy, isn't it? Or is it? Oh, it's a quadrilogy, I think. <laughs> and I'm interested to see what you're going to bring to the table today. Well, look, I, look, what I did with this one was I, I thought about mid '80s, you know, early late '80s, and I went back to think about some of the some of those prolific and diverse songwriters of our time. Uh, you know, an Australian guy. I was thinking, a guy with a cracking mullet too. I went, I went back. Please to be him. fun. He just, he just combines so many different genres and and different takes into his songs and lyrics. Craig McLaughlin, Damo, oh, you hit it on the head. Oh my god! <laughs> Jeez. Hey, Egg Shan, <laughs> you never could beat Low Pan. <laughs> Tell me, Burton, what you gonna do? 
Green eyed girls need help from you. Can you say meow again? Yeah. Gonna need some help from old egg Chan. No, that's not the song. Oh. <laughs> I didn't make that up today though. Been, though. I could have I could have uh, expanded yeah. on that, but no. I actually uh I wrote a ballad. Oh good. You haven't I, done a ballad yet. No, I haven't done a ballad, so I, yeah. I sort of thought I'd I'd bring out I'd bring out a ballad and I'm gonna give it a crack here. And in see fact, how it goes. in fact, I think the only ballad that we've done is "You Drew First Blood," which was yeah way back in the day. Yeah, way back in the day. This um episode fifteen was "You Drew First okay. Blood." This one's called PCM. Oh, okay. Mm. So I'm gonna try and get the tune for you here. We'll keep going. Okay. Well, <laughs> what he's gonna crack in? I'm gonna crack. So. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, wish I, I wish I had battery in my phone to film this. He met up with Wang, not really looking for trouble. Next thing you know, it was nothing or double. He's gotta save the girls with green eyes, but it's tough when he can't really win any fights. He's a reasonable guy, just saw unreasonable things. Storms in the street and lots of dead sing dings. We're going to get the girls. They're being married today. And as for Lo Pan, that son of a bitch must pay. Two, three, four. He's the pork chop mullet. You can see what others can't see. How did egg it up the shaft? It wasn't fucking easy. Yeah, the pork chop mullet. They need potions and hexes. But not the PCM. It's all in the reflexes. Oh, we owe him great debt now. Lopin is dead. His first win for the movie with a knife to the head. Gracie declares she wants him to stay. Thinks she wants to get rubbed the wrong way. No horseshit, Jack. He's the pork chop mullet. <laughs> the PCM. The PCM. Pork chop mullet. Gal, I wish I'd filmed you. Uh, that bang the texters the together. Text it was two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> For those that at home or are listening, he he's got two whiteboard markers that he's tapping together like drumsticks for the one, two, three, four. Yep. Oh, and I'm, I I apologise, people, because my phone ran out of battery to filming that, and we are moving forward quite close to be streaming live on YouTube, and that would have been a real hit. The pork chop mullet. It was really yeah. hard to keep the tune in that one because I have to sit directly across from Matthew White, and he doesn't keep a poker face. Uh, at all no, during the songs, but it was you know it was emotional the first um well the you, first, clo- you were the first actually, stanza you closed your eyes and sang <laughs> yeah. he had a tear he did very good gal uh, I love it I love it I love it all right star of the show Dan on the land who you got I yeah I mean Kurt Kurt it's if I the first fifty sixty watches this it's Kurt Russell because I love him but looking back at this film I I really love David Lopin I really really love um, Egg Shen I really love Dennis Denudo so I, I I think I just as an ensemble cast I'm going to give to as the star of the show because I think it was very well chosen and the fact that they subverted the whole sidekick premise it, it was just amazing and John Carpenter well played and. John Carpenter also wrote the kick-ass credit song for his own film, Big Trouble. Gal, what you got? Uh, it's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell just is the star of the show. Everything about him in this movie is so good. It's, it's a great character. We talked about how this is one of his best roles. And just all the one-liners he has, the way his comedic timing, it's perfect. Yep. Damo? Yeah, I'm going for Kurt as well. And But, you know, they do, you know, the whole sidekick, main guy but 
as the sidekick, he still actually killed the main baddie at the end. And that never happens to a sidekick. So you could argue. He's the big hero. That he could be the hero because he did he did get the big main baddie in the end. Uh, it's all in the reflexes. Other than that, yeah, he didn't contribute a lot. But, you know, he did do that. Yeah, you're right. I'm going with Kurt Russell. Life begins and ends with Kurt. He's a legend. Jack Burton's one of my favorite characters in cinema. Love him. There we go. Okay. Well, Big Trouble in Little China. What a movie. Gets watched a lot in Eleanor on the Gold Coast. A lot. A lot. Yes. Uh, I've got I've got a massive poster in my uh, lounge room up on the wall, which has had pride of place for many years. So I had that up in the video shop in Avalon. So love it. So we're moving to the rank bank. couple options here. We've got White Blood of the Earth. We've got Truck Driving Monologues. We've got Geriatric Bigamists. We've got Six Demon Bags. Dodgy Chinatown Brothels. Exploding Henchmen or Reflexes. Anything to add? Pork Chop Expresses. Yeah. Yeah. PCMs. PCMs. Pork Chop Mollets. Henry Swanson's. <laughs> Dodgy tyres. Oh, cash, I guess. Cash, I guess. It's not deductible. I think Dan's asleep. No, I'm thinking it's either mullets or brown suede boots for me. Oh, the boots is probably yeah, good, yeah, like uh, uh, high, high knee high, high suede, knee high brown knee. suede boots. Yeah, knee high. Okay, we'll go. That's a good one. We'll go with knee high suede boots. So we'll start with you up on the land, Daniel. How many knee high suede boots are you giving? Big trouble in Little China. Look, Don't you this, first flood this? Nah, Don't you first nah, flood this, it? I, I, there's not. This is this is a, it's a it's a cartoon brought to real life action. It's a amazing flick. There's no dead spots. It's funny as balls. I really enjoyed it. It's not a five for me. I didn't. I, I don't say the thing. I just think is a masterpiece. This one is just a, a great underground flick that I love loving because not many people know about it. That's what I like about it. And uh, it's a four point five knee high brown suede boots for me. Four point five. Okay, well done, Damo. Uh, yeah, look for me. I don't. It obviously didn't have the impact on me as what it had you guys. Like impact for me would be um, Escape from New York. You know, because that, 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 yeah. that's got nostalgia I for me. That. They live's got nostalgia for me. This one, yeah, I really did like it. I found it bloody funny. Uh, I'll give it 3.5. Okay, yeah. As, a, as an older gentleman watching this movie for – no, but you know what I mean? Like, I discovered this as a teenager. Yeah. So you've, you've oh, I did. watched oh, this. I watched one. I was probably about 17, I reckon. When I yeah, but it. I've lived with this the whole time. Like, yeah. You've watched this for the yeah. third time and you're – Fourth, yeah. 70. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> so – Gow. <laughs> oh, it's a five for me. Oh, it's a five. Gee, well money. I, and, and look, we can talk about the quality of the movie, but it's just, it's just it the matter. funny parts. It's what it means to me and how many times I've watched it. And just over the years, how many times we've quoted this, how many laughs we've had out of it. To me, it's, it's the perfect kind of movie you can watch. Do you know? You throw it on at any time. It's a good, easy watch. Do you know what I love about Born to Watch? Is that. Movies like Big Trouble in Little China and Goodfellas get fives from Matt Gowan. Yeah. They are the only two movies. They are the only two movies that we have done that you have given fives to. Get Big Wednesday on here and we'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love Big Trouble in Little China. And I hate it when Morg steals a little bit of my thunder here. 
but I'm not going to give this a five because I think the thing is a five. And as much as I love this movie, I don't think this is a five movie. It's a 4.75. It's as close as it gets. This I watch almost, it's in my top five most watched movies of all time and, and probably my top three most watched movies now that I just regularly watch. I would go back to the well for this whenever I can. It's an easy just to whack on. 93 minutes again. No dead spots like Taken where the first 28 minutes mm. is, you know, leading to an, a magnificent denouement. But the first 28 yes. minutes is is take it or leave it. This is 93 minutes of fun. Love it. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about your ranking off air, Matthew. We can. We <laughs> can. We'll have a discussion. We can. All right. Now, that lands us into 10th spot. At 4.44. What do we call them? Knee high knee suede high boots. Suede boots. Right below Silence at the Lamb of four point five Fava Beans, and above <laughs> Top Gun and Maverick at four point three three Hard Decks. Wow! But so also, there you go. But also, the thing is on four point five as well. So it is well. Just you're right. It. it is just a smidge below. So uh, that is that is right up there. Top ten. And do you know what that does? It actually quantifies what I said that this isn't just quite as good a movie as the thing. Point six. Zero. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> you, you knew it. You picked it. Yeah. It's, what, it's what I do. Point six of a, you, a three point yeah. five. If that had been any higher, that might have jumped up. That yeah. could have easily jumped but over. I, yeah. I knew that Damo would score it Stop accordingly. It. No, just accordingly. Yeah. Here you go. Some movies above it. Silence of the Lambs, The Thing, Three Billboards, Warrior, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so if you loved this, what are you going to watch, Dan? Highlander. Oh, you yeah, stole my thunder. A, a one. No, I had Highlander as well. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had Highlander as well. Highlander's great. I, I agree. The second, the, the, it should never have got a sequel. But the first, this Highlander was similar to this in that it was a bit of a cult fl- flick as well. It wasn't one that you went and saw it, the Ring of Metal Twin. It was one that you discovered on VHS and then just watched over and over and over and over and over and again. It would, in Woodwood Street, where I grew up in the Badlands of Chroma, in the Bronx, if you will, Highlander got a huge run, probably comparable to what would become Big Trouble in Little yeah. China for the three of us later on. Highlander was to my 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old self. So, yeah, just love you it. You used to quote that a lot. Yeah. Very high quote one. One. Exactly, yeah. What about you, Damo? Well, if this movie is like um, like no other Nothing. movie. Nothing. No, there's, no. But there are so many other movies, this probably doesn't make sense, that actually have bits like that you can see in – in this movie, but it, it's it is so unique. I look, well, there's a heap of buddy cop movies you could use. Like there's, there's a thing. Like I was writing down. It, it, there's bits of Taken. There's Romancing the Stone. There's Flash Gordon. There's Mortal Kombat. There's Willow. There's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's, there's Rush Order. Rush Hour. Like there were so many things that I go. Jeez. That reminds me of that. Reminds me of that. So I'll go with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well played. You got. I went a little different. Yeah, there's a sci-fi element to this. Um, and I went with with Total Recall. Ooh, now, Total Recall is a little different, but it's still got a it's still got a, a storyline. It's it's obviously not as funny as this. You know, it's it's not a comedy like this, but uh, it it sort of has that sci-fi thing. The other one was Starship Troopers, which is a little oh, bit more yeah. out there as well. Yeah, which you can, you're not really going to take seriously. Starship Troopers is a great movie. Yeah, there are some funny lines in the old Total Recall. Yes. Okay, so. The birthday episode, Big Trouble in Little China, is in the rear view and thoroughly enjoyed talking about one of my favourite movies and scored very appropriately, comes into number 10 on the rank bank. 
just below the thing, like I suggested. It was good to have Dan back with us. Next week, we've got one year and one week. And we're going back to the 80s, surprise, surprise. And we're going to do one of only, I think, maybe one or two other sort of darkly horror films that we've covered. This one's been talked about the last few weeks, actually. I know it's a favourite of Gauss. It's an American werewolf in London. John Landis. Great choice. Got some good memories of this. And this is probably another sex scene that is burnt onto my... Yes, Jenny... uh, my mind, Jenny Gutter. So Jenny, she. Uh, uh, where do I know? Where do I know her from? Where do I know her from? You know her from when she was nude in Walkabout when she was oh, a sixteen-year-old girl. That's right. And she shit with her little brother, and their their trip. And David Gobbleil finds them in the in the Australian outback. Yeah, and she's also in Logan's Run. She's like one of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's the girl that he sort of made, or she's like a, a kind of like a prostitute or mm. something. But uh, who they escape with? Um, in Logan Run, but uh, I, I've I've always liked her. But yeah, like, Walkabout's an incredible film. So in in the same sort of vein as Wake in Fright, in one that's spooky. Yeah, yeah, it's an Australian flick that put put uh, I guess the rest of the world on notice as to how good Australian made content could be. But yeah, she's she's too sexualized in that film, I think, and obviously oh, super young. Yeah. So wow, yeah, she was, I think yeah, she's been in heaps of stuff. The Eagle has landed. Yep. The Man in yes. the Iron Mask. Yeah, she's great. Wow. Yeah, she was good. She's an eighties darling. And uh, who was the guy? Norton. Um, David Norton. David Norton. Norton. Yep. Yeah. He was a singer. Really? He's actually he, he's got a he had a hit in the eighties as well. I want to oh, party well. all the time. That, party that all the time. The, that was nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Party all the time, Eddie Murphy. Oh, what was and that he? That made the top one hundred. What was he thinking? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's it from us at Born to Watch. One year old, and don't look a day over seventy. Either of us. So just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, Give us a five-star review and share with your friends.